0: This podcast is supported by our friends at Victorian Opera. The first opera I ever went to, I was 10 years old and mum took me to see Tosca. And as that story played out, I cried and I cried and I loved every second of it and I was hooked. I also just love going with my mum. Follow Victorian Opera on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or visit victorianopera.com.au You can find their podcast, The Art of Opera, on the iTunes store. Hi, this is Barry, and you're listening to the second episode of Music with My Mum, a Dumbo Feather podcast miniseries. After our first recording, Mum and I went through the same logistical shit fight to find a time in both of our diaries where we could sit down, listen to music, and immerse in the good stuff. We got there. Mark! What a tea, Ma. You
1: ready? So, should we grab our tea? Yeah. Have you thought about the
0: music we're listening to today?
1: Yeah. Male voices, and then we'll do uh, classical music, piano, and stuff like that. You know, today things are seen through gender lenses in a much more conscious way than um, in the past where things were the way they were. They were separate. There was a man's world and a woman's world and there was a lot less fusion and a lot less consciousness than there is today. But um, I think we have to acknowledge that men and women are different. Their sensibilities are different, their voices are different, their bodies are different, their strengths are different. Yeah, women bear children, women menstruate, m- women go through menopause. The lens is different in life, that's real life. And any other way of trying to force it into some sameness, I, I just don't subscribe to. I don't know
0: if feminism and... Nothing the same Equality, you said. Yeah. But I don't think equality... Because I'm a great feminist. Yeah, I know you are. But I guess the equality conversation is more... Women shouldn't be paid less. Women shouldn't
1: be paid less. What the
0: fuck?
1: What? I'm with you. I'm more rough and ready than you are, Ma. No, it's just a pretension. Wow. <laughs> it's a rejection of the mother. It's fine.
0: But why are we listening to male voices? Like, what is that...
1: Because I think last time we had a go at listening to female voices, my favourites, um, and it got, you know, there's so much, like we, we could have kept going. Top 10 today. It sounds different. They've got a different attitude.
0: So, where did you find all the spaciousness for all this listening? I had a lot of time. I used to stay up really, really late, listening sometimes
1: till two in the morning or even later on my own.
0: Listening to music? Yeah. Mum, I don't know anyone like you now. Okay. Any of my friends or any people like anywhere that stay you. up till two in the morning listening Bye. to Stevie Bye. Wonder's songs in the key of life and transporting. And then you had to get up for the run. although you didn't. Bloody get up no, for the run. No, no, I, no I, you no, never made you. my lunches. You never made my lunches. I, I wish she gets this story from. You and your sister reinvent you my make, life. You did not make my lunches. lunches. Do you, know Never. When I slept in? you know what, you made my lunches, when you did make my lunches Do you know when I slept in, they were runny You have to listen to and me Cream cheese and sultanas Who puts that in a sandwich? You and your sister have reinvented my life
1: There was a time in my middle 30s When you were little That I studied for exams a few times a year And in those few times a year Which apparently you remember Because it must have been a trauma I didn't get up
0: I don't remember it as a trauma I didn't, I didn't care
1: good so, so that was not my, my life. that was not my whole life
0: that was i remember you always slept in you were not up and bang 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 and by the way i don't blame you because it's it is a trauma getting up every for school morning
1: lunches. with your father in the bubble every morning at seven
0: mum you you actually you dad, make stuff up back, you make stuff up come back come back tell oh, her oh you want my dad to come back and tell me the truth yes. that he got up early And went to work and didn't fucking make anybody's lunches. Why didn't he make lunches? That's not what men did. Didn't you ever feel like, Leon, could you get up, please, and make the kids' lunches? No. Do you know how many mothers at school are like, oh, to me, oh, we never see you at drop-off. And I'm like, I get up, I make lunches, I make breakfast, I get everyone dressed, and Dan takes everyone to school. That is a good arrangement to me. Pretty civilised. Well, it's not even so civilised. The mornings are mental. At least, you know, Dan's happy to get out of the house early and he doesn't need to do hair and makeup. But the judgement is intense. Well, you know, what can I say? I don't have a life. I do feel like, oh, i got to tick all the boxes in terms of everyone else's... I mean, I did get up because I drove to school for 13 years. But you never drove me to school. I drove you to
1: school when you were little. And then I was...
0: Um, on the
1: bus. And then you were on the bus at about, I don't know, six or something? Six years of age. And then you were done. Oh, thank
0: God. Is it
1: the best thing ever? Oh, the penury of driving in the traffic Fucking every morning. It. it kills like, me.
0: Penury. I have to put Justine Clark on repeat. He... Justine Clark. Everybody roar. Like a dinosaur. I've got the three kids roaring in the car every morning <laughs> requesting Justin Clark. So we may not even go with voice because... Mum, you're so rebellious. (laughs) Have you ever done anything anyone's directly asked you to in your life?
1: (laughs) I love all of this so much. All right, let's start with Nat King Cole. When I was a child,
0: I I heard
1: Nat King Cole. And I saw him on television. He was so urbane. He actually reminded me of my father. He was very tall, incredibly handsome, and he always had a cigarette in his hand, which was very unfortunate. But he had this
0: voice. He also was probably the most urbane, stylish man that ever lived, Nat King Cole. How was he like that?
1: So now I have to find out. It would be good if I turn this on.
0: Ready? Ready. Okay. Seems so luxurious, doesn't it, to when listen?
1: I fall in love It will be forever it was glorious. Or I'll never fall in love um, When Nat King Cole sang in the... 50s and 60s. It was, you know, post Second World War, and um, I think to a large extent the Western world was still in shock about what happened and was trying to kind of reconstruct parameters where uh, everything was tidied up. Men knew what they heart. had to do, women knew what they had to do, and there was order. People sang about love, I never and and Cole, I, I remember him on television. We didn't get TV till the Olympic Games came to Melbourne in 1956, so hmm. I was six. We didn't get a TV for a few years, but our neighbours had a TV. And we used to see him on variety shows coming from America.
0: What did you do before people had TV? We played
1: in the garden. We just played for hours on the empty block of land next door or we played hopscotch on the footpath in front of the house. We didn't have anything. We didn't have money. We didn't have things. I don't even remember us having toys. But in 1963, the Beatles came to Melbourne. So I was 13, and our neighbour's dad somehow got us tickets to what was called Festival Hall, where all the big bands played. It seemed like 20,000 people were in that hall. And I sat in front of George, who was my hero. I loved George, he was a sort of quiet, poetic one. And I've always leaned towards that type of really? man. Always, you
0: love George. We've never had this George, conversation. George, oh my Beatles God. your George. Favorite?
1: Paul was too pretty for me. I never liked pretty boys. I, I wasn't into *vanitas*, *vanitatum*, as you know. And John was a bit coarse, um, but George was dreamy and poetic, wow. and and understated and quiet and kind and gentle. And Ringo Starr was just a bit, bit of a brutish kind of thug, you know, just a... I was never into the drums, ever. Hmm. I, didn't, I didn't relate to drumming. So he was out. So we sat in the front row, of course, could not hear one, one single word, nothing that they said, because the entire 20,000 people, I don't know how many people were in the auditorium, were screaming which was a bit embarrassing because I was this very little nice girl from Corfield. it was all a bit much but what I used to do with my friend was we used to play the Beatles records we just spent all of our time after school and on the weekends dancing to the Beatles music I can sing every single word of every single song. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: (laughs) Favourite Beatles song?
1: Oh, I liked it. I mean, I loved all those early songs, but when they kind of started tripping and going off into their hippie times, the magical mystery tour, and they started devolving and evolving into kind of higher spiritual planes with the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And their music was, God knows what they took when they wrote that music. All of them, they were really, really, really magical. And Billy Eckstein was another singer that I heard as a um a young girl. I heard him on the radio and I couldn't believe his voice. My fool let me let me play something for you.
0: We had cover. There's a somebody I want to see. Wow. I hope that she turns out. To be His voice just resonates so deeply.
1: what they write about on the cover here. The multimedia exposure that, that both Crosby and Sinatra soon enjoyed was beyond his reach, while the purely oral media was soon to be subverted by submusical inanity geared to twelve year olds. Still true. Really one of the key influences in in my musical life. There was just, no
0: there was no Australian music, was there? No.
1: I mean <laughs> I do remember. I used to go holidaying in Elizabeth Bay in Sydney with my parents. And Elizabeth Bay is right next to King's Cross. And I remember in the mid-60s, there was a place called Surf City. And Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs used to play their band there. And we danced to music called The Stomp. (laughs) Have you ever heard about it? And
0: they were Aussies. In Surf City, yeah.
1: Surf City, here we come.
0: Oh, my God, Mum. <laughs> That's so embarrassing.
1: So that was our equivalent of Billy Eckstein. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mum, we probably
1: got room for two more before well, we have we to Well, we have to listen to Toots Tillmans because you and I love this. Love. Love, 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 love. Let's just put on Toots Tillman.
0: To me, that is one of the most perfect albums ever.
1: ever. I know. I'm with you, Bib. Oh, wow. What? 1992,
0: is that possible?
1: It must have been the years that we were, we were home together.
0: I was 12, 13.
1: So the musicians...
0: I know, they're the best. The musicians Um, are the best.
1: I can hardly believe how amazing these musicians are. Lee Rittenauer, solo guitar. Mark Isham, trumpet. Dave Grusin, piano.
0: Cayetano Veloso.
1: Cayetano Veloso, Gilberto Gil, Guitar, Milton Nascimento, who I talked about before. I promise for our next session all of my records will be down. They'll be in the spare room. I'll have them all out and we'll sort through them together and we'll pull things out. I don't think there really you can categorize it like you can't categorize people because your mood follows different channels and paths and some day you feel like this and another day you feel like that and one month you're here and the next year you're there and i think the thing about music it's so it's as rich as the sky it's endless um, so I think, you know, it depends what your mood is really. Cause I'm mad about opera, completely mad. Favourite opera? Oh my God. Depends on you know what kind of mood, but if you were to ask me, I'm in a different stage in my life, but it's got to be Tristan and his soul.
0: Ooh, heavy
1: going. You are I'm, hardcore, man. Hardcore Wagner.
0: Shit, man, that's serious.
1: Serious love, you know the impossible love.
0: That's so not you. That's what's funny about oh, it. It's so me. No, it's not. <laughs> it, isn't, it isn't. It isn't because in your normal life you're a sort of, you know, grounded homebody you know, your ducks in a row and things to be peaceful. My ducks
1: are in a row because I'm really that other person.
0: <laughs> <sighs> On the inside, you're Tristan and Isolde.
1: I'm just messy. I don't look messy, but I'm messy. <laughs> the reason I have my ducks in a row is because I'm so messy. I'm messy you and d- don't have my ducks in a row. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's also rebellion. from the mother. <laughs>
0: well it may not be what was your mother like it's did she have ducks mother. in a row um
1: yeah the ducks were in a row that's where i learned my ducks in a row i Part. suppose yeah yeah but i don't think she had the other
0: stuff but it was a very For anglo squirrels. upbringing in yeah. many ways was it very jewish
1: yeah in a very deep way Very very
0: Australian, Anglo.
1: Very Australian, Anglo. Anglo. I mean, you know, my family's been here for a very, very long time, 120 years. So I know how to make um, lamingtons. You know that. (laughs) I can make them blindfolded.
0: You know that. Why don't you make me lamingtons? There's lots of mythology, not a lot of product.
1: Yeah, well, I don't make it anymore. My sister and I used to make seven fruit cakes each for Christmas time.
0: You were fruit the cakes, you were the Christmas pudding angel on the top of the Christmas tree. I
1: was the fairy on the Christmas tree when I was five at Shelford Girls' Grammar School. I can sing all the hymns. I'll oh, come, all you faithful. Oh, come, all ye
0: faithful, something and triumphant, O oh, come, all ye faithful, to Bethlehem.
1: So, at which point my father said, Oh, you're the only Jewish girl <laughs> in the class, and you are the fairy on the Christmas tree. I think I need to do something about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I remember when I was singing as lead in the choir at Non-Jewish Day School and you came to my first production and I was the lead up the front in, in chapel. Church, yeah. And I said, what was the song? Were you there when they crucified my lord? And your Nana came. No, she didn't. You were sitting up the front like wetting your pants laughing, holding yourself together, and then when we finished you whispered in my ear you said Darling, that was wonderful. I'm just very glad your nana didn't come. Right. <laughs>
1: oh, my Lord. Anyway, um, that's it. we got
0: to go. We've got to wrap up. Mel me.
1: Okay, window. let's finish.
0: Let's finish on Mel.
1: There's so much more. Bez, we've
0: got to do Bill Evans. Mum, what are we going to do? What can I say? Till it comes true that you love me as I love you. Somewhere there's music.
1: See, we don't even have Perico. Do you know about Perico?
0: Turn the music up.
1: Don't have anything. made it moonlight, the breeze just made it breezy,
0: and when I fell in love, the things once were... oh. perfect. Thanks Ma. It's a treat. Mel's the best. I reckon he's the best. He's my fave. I don't know. There's
1: so many. We've got one more
0: session and
1: then we pull out the hardcore.
0: What's, what's the, the hardcore?
1: All oh, my records. Well,
0: Next session with your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will you ever get away? I nearly said good night. Happy kiss hello. Sundays we will never be apart. I guess I am always still surprised at the richness of mums explorations, she goes really deep and wide when she gets into stuff you know, music, art literature which I really admire because I feel like everything's done in quarters in my life (laughs) Um, but mum is sort of indomitable, you know, she just fucking is into things in a passionate almost singularly focused way she has her own taste, her own eye, her own kind of way of looking at things that's um, really wonderful. I love listening to all of that. Like sitting there today and listening to the music loud, that was growing up. I remember it was on, it was loud. You came home from school, music would be on loud, mum would be pottering around. So yeah, it reminded me of growing up, but I do feel like after Dad died, when Mum was 42 and I was 14 and my brother and sister had already left the house, there was a lot of silence. It was very quiet a lot of the time. Shockingly so. You know, mayhem and madness and song and then silence and empty house. So, yeah, those transitions were striking. You’ve been listening to music with my mum, a Dumbo Feather podcast miniseries. This podcast was produced for Dumbo Feather by the amazing team of Kate Montague, Beck Fari and Michael Bryden. This podcast was supported by Victorian Opera, a company that's all about finding new ways to make opera come alive. They create new Australian operas and write operas for the community. They're staging opera with 3D digital scenery, opera with circus, opera for children, and we love them. If you've never experienced opera before, follow Victorian Opera on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or visit victorianopera.com.au. You can find their podcast, The Art of Opera, on the iTunes store.